David said, I was glad when they said, let us go unto the house of the Lord. I wonder if there's anybody glad today in this room. Well, you sure don't show it, but that's all right. We love you anyhow. I am glad that we have had the privilege to be in the house of the Lord today. What a joy it is to be back uh, on this Sunday evening also. I, I pray that you are still basking in just the presence of the Lord and I pray that uh, it was not just a few hours and then move on, but I pray that the Holy Spirit has captivated something in your inner man today and that there is a shift that has taken place. I firmly believe this, uh, this evening that God is doing some amazing things. Those are not just words that I say, but God is doing some amazing things and we are getting ready to experience, I think the greater of God and what we have heard prophetically spoken of throughout history we are now living in and that is an exciting place to live amen I am so thankful uh, for the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God this evening if you have your Bibles with you I want to turn to Romans chapter number eight just going to jump right in this evening and we'll not keep you long but uh I, I, I keep you till we're done. How's that? Is that all right? And, uh, but I want us to read together Romans chapter number eight. We're going to skip through this chapter, just a couple of verses, and then I'm going to give us other scriptures as well. I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to, to lead us. I do feel like he has something for us to hear this evening. So as we stand, if you have your Bibles, I ask you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verses number 6, and we find the following, and we're going to jump down to verse number 35 as well, but let us begin in verse number 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let us read it again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse number 35, who shall separate us from the love of God uh, or the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Turn to your neighbor real quick and just tell him, say, you are a conqueror. I don't think they believed you. Won't you tell them again? I don't know if you guys believe yet that or not. Could you tell them one more time? You are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
for a few moments tonight, our subject is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Lord would help me for a few moments tonight. I want to talk to you and preach for a few moments on living a unmoved life. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you today for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for that which has taken place in this house today, lives that have been transformed and changed by the power of God. But today, Lord, I still believe that there's a work that you're desiring to do. So today, at this moment of time, we clear our minds, we clear our heads of the cobwebs of our days tomorrow and our weeks before us. And Father, today I pray that you would speak to our hearts. But Lord, I pray that this vessel would be anointed once again. Lord, by the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that lives would be transformed by your glorious gospel. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let me begin this evening by simply giving you a couple of verses from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says, My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. How many wants life? Oh, it's going to be a tough crowd tonight. Let's load up here. Here we go. We're going to start pulling the plow, I guess, right at the beginning. How many wants life? Amen. Amen. How many wants peace? The word of the Lord says they shall be added to you. If you do not forget the law of God, and if you let your heart keep his commandments, that's pretty straightforward. That's pretty simple. Tonight, we know this, John chapter 14, verse 23, if a man love me, he will keep my words. I wonder, does anybody love him this evening? All right. You sure you love him this evening? Anybody remember a conversation that Jesus had? He said, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Now, Peter, do you love me? We're not talking about surface love. We're not talking about goosebump love. We're talking about agape love, a love of surrender, a love of that I only have eyes for you. I only have a heartbeat for you. I, I'm not deterred by anything that I hear or see, but Lord, all of my being is towards you. So I ask us again this evening, is there anybody in the room that loves him? Amen. Amen. He, he says, if you love me, you will keep my words. I find nowhere in scripture where it says, if you love me, you will create your own path. I find nowhere in scripture where it says, if you love me, you will try to come up with a creative ideal that will create a new vein of the gospel, so to speak. But it simply says that he will keep my word. And this is where it gets really good. And he says, my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. The words of Christ is simply saying to the one that will run after me, the one that will fall in love with me, 
He will be the one that keeps my word. And when my father in heaven sees a man or a woman that is walking in alignment with the word of God, not only will he step down, but I also will step in and we will make our habitation in that place. Can I tell you this evening, he is not looking for someone to date on Sunday, but he is looking for a vessel that he can live and dwell in every day. It goes a little further in John 14, and it says in verse 24, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which he, you hear is not mine, Jesus is saying, but this is coming from the portals of heaven, from the Father himself that sent me. So it's really easy for us to be able to discern the one that is loving the Lord and the one that is just simply saying he loves the Lord. For the one that is following after him and keeping his commandments and honoring his word is the ones that is walking with the power and the authority of God because that is where God is dwelling. But then there are those today that simply say, oh, but we love him, but yet they do not keep his sayings. And the word of the Lord says this, that they do not really love me. But there's something he says a few verses later in verse 27 as he's having this conversation, 25 and 26 tells us that he said, while I'm with you right now, he said, I'm telling you things, but there is he, the Holy Spirit, that's going to come and he's going to empower you. He's going to equip you. He's going to lead you and show you all things. But in verse 27, he says, peace I leave with you and my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Then he goes on to say, let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid. Can I tell you today, you and I have the ability to live an unmovable life in this hour. In the midst of gross darkness, in the midst of great opposition, notice with me for a few moments tonight our subject, living an unmovable life. Notice Paul is writing by the unction of the Holy Spirit, and he simply says these words in verse number six. He says, to be carnally minded is death. I don't think we can overstate that, but he says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For those of you that have read through church history any at all, or through your Bible any at all, it does not take long for you to come across an account in history where there was a man or a woman who stood steadfast in the midst of some unbelievable circumstances. We could talk about those throughout the pages of scripture as well as throughout history who have faced abuse, humiliation, imprisonment, and even death brought about by the cruelest of forms. And upon reading some of these accounts, one of the first things that comes to our minds often is this, how were they able to stand? We quickly find, however, upon investigating whatever passage or whatever life we're talking about, it is quickly discovered that they were not individuals that was just trying to get through life, but it was individuals that had fully embraced their God and his word.
To embrace something simply means this, is to reach out and to pull it into yourself and to let it become part of you, to be connected to you, which brings us to a place where you and I must understand that our text, there is a sense of urgency, I believe, in this moment of time for us to have great understanding along these lines because as we ministered this morning, not to re-preach or to reteach that which we shared, I strongly believe if we could see in the spirit realm tonight, you would not just see one foundation, but you would see multiple foundations brought back to the surface, meaning this. This is not just one element or one vein of God doing something, but there is multiple things that God is getting ready to do in this moment. We have prophetically been taught that we find that there is a time when the former and the latter come together and come at the same time. And I believe that is where we find ourselves today. I mentioned this morning briefly at the, towards the end of an of a article that I read and I, I pulled it back up because I, I, I vaguely remembered reading it and I pulled up and I, wa- I looked at the picture and I watched a little two minute video today uh, of this cathedral that in 1960, it was a little later in time than what I had remembered, but in 1960, there was the erecting of a dam. And because of that, there began to be an overflowing of water and, and things of that nature. It changed the course of how water was running. And this cathedral has been under the water since 1960. And now because of the drought, because of the season, we find there and the, all of the, th- the water levels becoming so low. There in a part of Mexico, this cathedral is now visible for the first time. And we find that it is so unique because there... Uh, a generation that had never saw it before now was experiencing it for the very first time. I think that is a picture of where we find ourselves today that there is some things that is happening and transitioning that maybe a, a few in the generation has heard but yet they have never experienced, they have never saw, they have never witnessed that which the things that God has done at other times in history. So therefore, as we come into a new era or a new season, if you want to say it that way, how many knows that there has to be a change of behavior because when you enter into something different, it means that you can't always do what you've always done. And therefore, there has to be a shifting in in the process of how we behave and how we direct our lives. And that's why today I can say this with a sense of urgency. I believe that in our lifetime, there has never been a greater hour for the church to become the church that is unmovable in this moment. What does that look like and what does that really mean? For those of you that have been around a little while, I want you to please hear me. Uh, We have to come back to a place where we begin to remember 
the lives of those that was before us and we have to examine how they lived. I am not saying that we have to go backwards to go forward, but we have to go back and figure out how was it they was able to go through difficult seasons, difficult times and never lose their praise, uh, never lose their sanity, uh, how they was able to function in the power and the giftings of God in the manner that they did. And I'll tell you how they did that uh, is because that they were not carnally minded, but they were spiritually minded and therefore uh, they were walking with life and they was walking with peace. Uh, I, I want you to stay with me today. There is a need for us to understand this statement. Our thinking tonight is either propelling us into life or it is pulling us into the depths of the darkness of death. I want to say that again. Our thinking is either propelling us into and towards life or it is pulling us into the depths of the darkness of death. Notice what the writer says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap what? Corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Today you and I have the ability to live without fear, uh, without uh, uncertainty. Uh, you and I today uh, have the ability in this moment uh, to live a life that is filled with life as well as peace, uh, but only if our mind is right. It is wonderful that we was in the presence of God today, but can I tell you, you know what that means? That means opposition will show and rear his head this week to get you to believe that you didn't get what you thought you had. That makes you really excited about waking up in the morning, doesn't it? But it's about understanding and learning your enemy, your adversary. You never go to war with a country or with an individual or with another army unless you first study their behavior and know their tactics. Can I tell you, uh, tonight I have been around long enough to know what his tactics are. I know what, his, uh, what, what methods he uses. And one of the things that he does is to try to get into the mind of the man and the woman of God uh, and get them to doubt the very thing that God said was theirs. He was mentioning the, the, the ruler of the synagogue earlier. Do you understand that there was a statement that was made to him uh, when he was walking with Jesus? Uh, there was an interruption, uh, and that interruption meant there was a delay in their arrival at his house. And somebody come and said, don't bother the master any longer. Your daughter is already dead. But notice what the Lord of the Lord said. He said this, believe only and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. He had a decision to make in that moment. He either could be carnally minded or he could be spiritually minded. He could allow his flesh to dictate how he was going to behave in that moment or he could allow the spirit of God to take authority in his life and say, no, I am operating by faith. It's not about how I feel. It's not about what I'm seeing. It's not even about what's uh, entering into my ear gate at this moment. Uh, but he had already purposed in his heart. If I can get to Jesus, I know that my daughter will live. But immediately the enemy comes and tries to distort his thinking. 
But can I tell you, because he chose to believe, because he chose to be spiritually minded in that moment, in probably one of the hardest moments of his life ever, uh, he chose to be spiritually minded, uh, and there was a great celebration that occurred uh, just a a short while later. Why? Uh, It's because uh, somebody chose to still believe uh, in the power and the authority of God. This generation needs to see those uh, who have placed their faith in Christ uh, living uh, in an unmovable manner. Yet too often, they see those who are posting the scriptures and sharing the latest viral tweet about the goodness of God and a place called heaven uh, and the power of God, but then they see them 12 hours or 24 hours later living in a state of worry, bound by the strongholds of anxiety uh, and battling a spirit of fear. Uh, But tonight, can I tell you, uh, the reason we are dealing with much of the same issues within the church world uh, and the church community is because we have a church that is filled with carnal minds. Please hear me tonight. We are consumed with the flesh. What does it mean to be carnally minded? It means to live your life uh, being directed by the desires of the flesh. How many knows this flesh can get you in trouble? Don't matter how long you've been saved. But this flesh, if you do not bring it under subjection, uh, it will get you into a place uh, of great anxiety uh, and great opposition against the word of the Lord. The mind is the devil's playground. And the only way to walk in victory tonight uh, is to take control of your mind. Uh, You say, how am I able to do that? Uh, Notice we do that by choosing to become spiritually minded. Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, uh, and he simply says, even though we walk in the flesh, uh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But notice what he says. Uh, He says, casting down imaginations uh, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God uh, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Please hear me. You may ask, what does this really mean? It means that there has to be a decision in every heart of every man, every woman to come to a place where they choose to stop focusing on self and start focusing on the finished work of Calvary. Philippians 2, 5 through 7, the writer essentially says this, let this mind be in you. What mind? What mind is to be in And you and I today, it says this, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. How many knows that we're to have the mind of Christ? So what was the state of his mind? This is what it says. He made himself of no reputation and he took upon him the form of a servant. Now that goes against everything that the American dream tells you. That goes against everything that you've been taught ever since you was a child. Because everything that you have been taught about is, oh, you want to make this as good as you can. You want this to be, listen, I'm all for success and I'm all for working hard and doing those things. But please hear me. You and I need to understand that when we put on the mind of Christ, it changes everything because we focus on Calvary. And when we look at Calvary, we find the victory that is available to all that call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. 
When someone begins to embrace the truth of redemption, please hear me, no matter who they are, no matter how long they've been around the church, uh, no matter how much they think they know certain things, they will begin to go through a period of transition where they are no longer making decisions based on carnal thinking, but they will begin to have revelation by the Holy Spirit of what is truly important. Can I tell you today, I want to speak this to this group of people tonight and those that are joining us by way of technology. There's a couple of things that I believe we need to hear in this season. Number one is this, worry is not of God. And the second thing that I want you to hear tonight is this, anxiety is not part of God's plan for your life. Now, I am not attacking those that struggle with those things, but we have a culture that is plagued by worry and anxiety. And I want to make this statement. There is billions of dollars been made at the expense of the sanity of people. Now, I understand chemical imbalances and all of those things, but please hear me. We have a generation that has been labeled and labeled and labeled and labeled and labeled, and and therefore they are bound by worry and anxiety. And here's what you need to understand today. Worry and anxiety are two things that the enemy uses to place a spirit of fear upon your life. And let me tell you this to you, fear is not of God, but fear is a spirit. It is not a a spirit that comes from the kingdom of light, but it is a spirit of a demonic kingdom that is trying to place strongholds and bondage on godly men and godly women. Now, I understand you ain't going to shout tonight like you shouted this morning, but there's a time and a place for everything, and that's all right. Listen, I'm going to deliver what God put on my heart today uh, over the last few days for this morning and for tonight. You and I are in a place where we got to begin to live in an unmovable manner. We have been led to believe that we can allow our emotions and our mind to run rapid and we can shout on Sunday and we can be upside down on Wednesday or Thursday and then come back in and still think we have a testimony that's going to impact the world on Saturday. When we live on this roller coaster of life in a manner where the mind is basically filled with carnal thinking, And worry and anxiety begins to control our lives. And we begin to operate in a spirit and live under the stronghold of a spirit of fear. We lose our effectiveness. We lose and damage our testimony. And we find a generation begins to see a picture of confusion instead of a picture of clarity of who God is. Stay with me tonight. This is why the enemy does not want you to have your mind stayed upon the Lord. Because when your mind is stayed upon the Lord, please hear me, there is no room for worry and anxiety. 
The writer simply said this, my heart is fixed, O Lord. I ask the question tonight, what is your heart fixed on? Because can I tell you today, because of where we find ourselves today, and I, if I'd have had time and I had some more energy, I would have had some, I would have had some foundation stones up here today labeled. Of, uh, 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 and I, I pray you can visualize this this morning uh, or this evening. Uh, in a culture that is full of darkness, there is a reemerging that is coming up as we shared this morning. And there is foundation stones of healing and deliverance. Uh, there's foundation stones of knowledge and understanding. Uh, and it's all emerging and because all of that is there and God is doing all of this at one time and there's a moving and the visitation of the Holy Spirit it means this no longer can the church operate from a place of carnal thinking uh, but we are going to have to learn how to push through uh, and we're going to have to follow the direction and the leading of God uh, so that we can begin to be spiritually minded because it is there that we have life uh, and it is there that we have peace uh, and can I tell you the opposition that we will face in the coming days uh, the the the, the attacks of the enemy that will come in coming days. Uh, they will strike fear to the core of your life unless you are spiritually minded. Uh, can I tell you, our world is changing drastically by the moment. Uh, I need you to understand with me tonight uh, this is not walking through the tulips. Uh, that We are not going back to Mayberry. Uh, listen, you are not going to go back to the things uh, of what it used to be. Uh, but we are in a place where our world is changing. Do you realize uh, what is taking place around the globe? Uh, and because of how we're connected uh, and because of the prophetic time that we're in, uh, listen, uh, darkness is going to manifest uh, and you're going to say, oh, how are we going to make it? Uh, I'm going to tell you how we're going to make it. Uh, we're going to make it with our heart fixed, with our mind stayed upon the Lord uh, and we're going to live in a place of peace. Uh, we're going to live in a place where there is life. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, it only happens when you have your mind stayed upon the Lord. Uh, we got to get rid of the carnal thinking in the house of God because uh, can I tell you right now, uh, enemy, the enemy is making his move uh, and deceived men and blinded men uh, are making deals with the devil uh, that is going to affect everything that we've ever known. Uh, but can I tell you, there is always a Goshen for the people of God. Uh, so I don't stand here full of worry and fear, uh, but I stand here and say in the midst of everything, uh, God is about to be glorified and lifted up uh, because in the midst of the impossible, uh, God's about to do something great. So you got to get your thinking right. Please hear me. I want you to notice this with me. A spirit of fear, when it is present, always paralyzes humanity. It keeps you from being able to do what needs to be done. Watch this with me. Even though there is breath in your body and you are still physically mobile, when fear is present, you are void of life and peace. Can I tell you, the word of the Lord is very clear that the one that rejects the Lord, he is dead yet while he lives. We got a lot of dead people up walking around. I, I, and I'll go a little further and say this. We got a lot of dead people lifting their hands in the sanctuary on Sunday morning. Oh, he didn't just say that. Yes, I did. But the reality is we're dead because there's a spirit of fear that has got us bound because of how we're thinking. 
Notice Paul is writing not to the world, but writing to the church. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 51 through 58, I'm going to take you to a portion of a funeral message because this is where this is usually read. And it's usually read out by a graveside. But I think it's appropriate tonight. Notice with me very quickly, we find, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortals must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But notice this, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory. Tell your neighbors, say, victory is mine. They don't believe it, so sing it to them. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I'll pray for you. Through, where? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Notice what Paul is saying. He's revealing to you and I, you and I by the Holy Spirit the truth concerning how a man is able to live a victorious life. You say, how do you get that from that passage of scripture? He says, but thanks be to God. He said, notice with me, we're all going to taste death uh, if the Lord delays his coming. But if the generation uh, happened to be this generation that is alive when he comes, uh, then not all of us will taste, uh, taste death. Uh, but those that are dead in Christ will rise first and those that are alive and remain will be called up together to meet them in the air uh, on that particular day. Uh, but what I'm saying is this. He said, whether you're dead or alive doesn't matter. Uh, but what you need to understand why you are living, uh, there is a victory that you can have uh, through Christ Jesus. I wonder tonight, does anybody have that victory? Lord, help us. Does anybody really have that victory? But you see, we're a generation today that if something breaks, if something goes wrong, immediately we are overwhelmed uh, and the enemy says, you're not going to make it. I told you, you're not going to make it. Uh, what if, uh, if your God was really, uh, if he was really who he said he is, that washer wouldn't have broke. Really? And we're so naive that we believe that garbage. Can I just give you some physical uh, evidence that, that we have learned throughout history? If it is a mechanical thing, it is natural and it will break at some point. The devil didn't do it. Please hear me. But because we have carnal thinking, if the starter goes bad on the car, well, the devil's out to get me. No. I just about wasn't able to come to church today because I walked down and my battery was bad in my car yesterday. Oh, the devil's just fought me so hard this week. Really? Carnal thinking. Listen, life happens. But in the midst of life, 
And I understand sometimes we can get overwhelmed when multiple things happen at one time. That's normal. But can I tell you, we got to get beyond that and realize uh, that I have been uh, made an overcomer uh, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Uh, and my testimony is this, uh, that I once was lost, but now I'm found. Uh, but now i got to make a choice. Uh, how am I going to live my life? Uh, will I allow the flesh to dictate everything that I'm to do and not to do? Uh, or will I go to the word of the Lord uh, and say, Lord, I need your statues to lead me and guide me? Uh, because in your word it says uh, that if I keep your commandments, then peace will be present uh, and life will be present. Uh, listen, uh, I, I want you to understand with me tonight. Uh, the enemy is trying to keep you distracted uh, and overwhelmed uh, and he wants a spirit of fear upon you uh, about what might happen or what could happen. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, the writer said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Uh, if God has protected and provided other generations, uh, if you are faithful to him, uh, he will bring into your storehouse that which you need uh, in order to continue this journey. I wonder this evening, will you allow the Lord to speak to you in this moment? Uh, will you allow him to challenge your life? Uh, because can I tell you, there is victory in Jesus. He not only tells us our victory has been won through him, but he goes on to tell us and instruct us, you need to be steadfast. You need to be unmovable. And you need to always abound in the work of the Lord. What does that mean? It means this. What God has instructed you to do, you do it continually no matter what the situation is you find yourself in. Paul said this, I know what it is to operate and live in an abundance and I also know what it is to operate in a place of lack but none of it deters me because I am persuaded and I must follow after the things of God. Can I tell you, he had spiritual thinking. Right now, I must say this to you and I in this room. What God is doing in the earth today is bigger than anything we can imagine. We have yet to see the fullness of that which is getting ready to develop in this land and in the nations of this, on this globe. However, there has got to be a remnant of people that brings their mind into the place that God is calling it to be, where we are no longer carnally minded, but we are spiritually minded. Because can I tell you, the mind is attacked because it affects everything else that this vessel does. If the mind is tormented, notice with me, if the mind is tormented of the believer, it affects every part of the body. If your mind is tormented, your focus is affected, your hearing is affected, your speech is affected, your hands and your feet is affected. And that's why the enemy goes for the mind of the man of God and the woman of God because he says this, if I can get their mind, then I can keep them from moving in the manner that God is calling them to move. Everything that God is doing on the earth today, he does through the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost does everything that it does through a vehicle called the church which is the body of Christ. 
And if I can get the mind wrong, then I don't have to worry about the body moving in operation. Anybody with me? So tonight, in the midst of everything that we have even trans- experienced today in this house, I'm going to tell you something this evening. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a decision of what kind of mind you are going to have. You going to have a carnal mind or are you going to become spiritually minded? Those that have touched the world doesn't mean they didn't have struggles, didn't mean that they didn't have to go through opposition, but they chose to allow the commandments of God and the word of God the statutes of God to be that which led their life and they chose to be spiritually minded. Here is my, for lack of better terminology tonight, here is my fear in this moment of history. That that which the Lord is birthing and releasing will not reach its fullest potential in certain areas because of men and women failing to get their mind right. There is things pulling at us in every direction of our life continually. Here's what I want to say to us tonight. We are in a moment where men and women must begin to take authority over their own lives and begin to practice great discipline in order to be spiritually minded. Meaning this, once again, we have to come back and begin to teach the importance of safeguarding our eye gate and our ear gate. There is things that are not going to be able to be named among you if you are going to be spiritually minded. There has to be a bringing back and there has to be a revelation. And I want to speak to you today that may be struggling in a state of worry or dealing with anxiety of any form. Your victory does not come from man, nor does it come from another cycle of change. Your victory is in Jesus Christ. And you can put to bed all of the worry and all of the anxiety of the unknowns of tomorrow by coming back to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. How many would like this to say, would like to be able to say this, I no longer have to worry about my tomorrows. Anybody like to be able to say that with complete confidence? Here's how you can do that. Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and part of the things you need will be added to you. Is that what it says? It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Here's what I'm saying. I, I'm not preaching something that's unbiblical. 
but I'm here teaching you the basic principles of God. That is this, for the man or the woman that will put him first, you will not live in a place of lack. You say, that's a bold statement. Listen, he may allow us to go through times and seasons of testing to see where our allegiance is. But listen, he does not bring bad things to his people. But the plans that I have for you are good. Listen, even under the sound of my voice tonight, there's some of you, your minds are just wondering. You're in all kinds of places. I hear what he's saying, but yet there's no way because he doesn't know this is going on in my life. And this is going on with this kid. And this is going on with this job. And this is going on with that. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. That's the enemy keeping you in a state of turmoil and uncertainty so that you cannot live an unmoved life. But how many knows when you're living an unmoved life, you become a witness and a testimony that is able to touch a world? How do I say that? Daniel, don't pray anymore. But Daniel climbed the stairs with the windows open and prayed three times a day like he always had. And when they throwed him in a den of lions and the next morning the king comes running and said, oh, Daniel, uh, are, are you still with us? And he said, did your God deliver you? And he said, oh, king, don't worry. My God delivered me. He lived an unmovable life. And guess what? It changed not just a king, but it changed a culture in that moment. When three Hebrew boys simply said, we're not careful to answer thee, O king. They was living an unmoved life. They could have been full of anxiousness. They could have been full of overwhelmed by what was in front of them. Notice, I, if, you could, if we could ever get the picture of this to think about, okay, I'm getting ready to be thrown into that thing. I feel the heat of it. If that's not enough, all of a sudden, the strongest men in the kingdom... The most powerful soldiers that they are, they open the door and they fall down dead consumed because the heat's so hot. You better not be carnally minded right then. But these guys was living in a place where they said, we're not careful to answer the O king because we know our God is able to deliver us. But if he doesn't, it's okay. What they understood is we have victory. Listen, this is just a temporal house, as I told you all the other day, and you probably don't want me to say it again, but, but if you look in the mirror, it's fading. It's fading. Listen, you're only going to be in this for a little while longer, but we are going to continue to live on. But what we do in this temporal house affects our children, affects our community, and it affects where we're going to spend eternity. Notice one of the things that brings more more tragedy is carnal thinking. I'm bringing this to a close tonight. I could say much more, but I sense you're bored. But please, this evening, know this. God is desiring to bring you to a level of freedom that we have not known. Why is that so important, you may ask? It's because when you operate in the freedom that God gives you by and through the power, the anointing of God. Can I tell you, it changes the directory of your life, the trajectory of your life. And you begin to fulfill your God-given purpose. And friend, I want to say this to you today. His word has not changed. His truth has not changed. 
In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, he says, come unto me. All ye that are laboring, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not a sign of weakness, but it is a sign of maturity when somebody realizes, you know what, I have to make a change in my life. I have to make a change in how I'm doing certain things because there is something greater at stake. In this very moment, I want to ask you the question today. What type of mind are you currently possessing? Are you carnally minded this evening? Or are you spiritually minded? When you and I become spiritually minded, there begins to be this gentle push of the Holy Spirit that continues to just gently, gently push you along and say, it's going to be all right. God's got it. You don't need to worry. You're going to make it. But in those moments, the enemy will also come and say, you better not trust him. This or that. You have to do what Paul instructed. You must cast down everything that would come against the word of God. Here's what I want to ask you in closing as they come to the music this evening. Whose words will you choose to believe? The word of the Lord is very clear, and it's why it's so important for us to be students of the word. Because how many knows that when you begin to get in the words, you find some pretty amazing things in there. There's some amazing promises for those that will put their faith and trust in the Lord. I don't operate in... the manner that I do based on the relationship that my mother, my father, or others had. But I operate the way that I do is because that for the last many years, I haven't done it perfectly, but I have made a decision Lord, help me. And I've asked and I prayed this prayer. Lord, help me to be spiritually minded. It's not always been easy. Sometimes there's been opposition. There has even been times in my life where there's been good people, godly people, say things concerning ministry things that I was doing where the enemy tried to immediately bring fear and say oh you're missing it because it was people I had confidence in and immediately the enemy tried to get me to switch from being spiritually minded to being carnally minded and I began to try to come to a explanation and I have to go back to the word of God and say God 
Am, am, am I missing? Show me. It's been so alive at times where I have put a fleece before the Lord in the midst of travel and simply say, Lord, if I'm not hearing from you, if this isn't what you're calling me to, Lord, stop me before I get to where I'm going. Let it break down. Do whatever's got to be done. But Lord, I, I, I want to be in your will. And I will tell you that when you get to that place where you begin to be spiritually minded, simply saying, God, God, I'm after you. I'm running after you. I'm running after you. That I can testify tonight that there is a source of life that has been here for over two decades now. And there is a peace that I operate and operate and live in. And I don't say this bragging or boastfully, but there has been multiple times in the midst of some hard seasons that I've had people look at me and say, how is it that you can be so peaceful? And I'll tell you this, it's because I didn't have all of the answers, but I just knew this, that God's got it. I don't know what your fear is. I don't know what your anxiousness is. I don't know what the source of your uncertainty is today. But here's what I want to say to us tonight. Is that no matter what it is, you can rise above it if you choose to be spiritually minded. Because these are not just go-to verses, but these are truths in God's word. And I want you to hear this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I want you to hear this. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Do you understand that tonight? So there's a call tonight. You say, why is it so different? Why is the atmosphere so different than it was just a few hours ago in this room? Is because, can I tell you, we are dealing with eternity and we are dealing with the seriousness of life and and there is a time and a place for everything. But in order for us to continue to bask in that which we had this morning and for men and women to come in and to experience and be exposed to those foundation stones that has now resurfaced, I believe, in America. In order for this move of God and this fullness of the power of God to come into the place of development in this region and other regions, it is going to require the men and women that make up the body of Christ in those regions to make the decision to no longer be carnally minded, but to be spiritually minded. I'm going to say this in love tonight to every one of you, and that is this. You cannot fulfill your purpose if you're carnally minded. And we cannot afford to have you carnally minded because the body of Christ, we need you in the body of Christ because some of you are a hand and others of you are an elbow and others of you are a knee and some of you are a foot and some of you are a mouth, some of you are an ear. Listen, the body of Christ, everybody has a part to play in it and none of that body can be filled with carnality to where we're going. 
But there has got to be a change in our thinking. I knew today was going to be a unique day in my spirit. I didn't know what it was going to look like, nor do I even try to. I said, God, just do what you want to do. Touch hearts, touch lives. But as powerful as this morning was, can I tell you, in this moment right now, we can have even a more powerful moment by somebody simply saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to shift. If you will help me, I commit to. And I start the process and the journey of becoming spiritually minded instead of carnal minded. No longer will I allow the fleshly things and the fleshly desires to dictate what I do, how I do, and when I do. But today I do that which the writer of Romans said, I yield myself to you. There is great ministry in this room. There's great ministry in this room that has yet to be tapped into because of the thinking. Another message is not going to release you into your purpose. Another message, another prayer, uh, another, uh, uh, another move of God is not going to do what needs to be done. It will be you deciding to change how you're thinking. How do I change it, preacher? You make a decision to do what we're instructed to do. The word of the Lord, we understand salvation is a gift. It is free to all that will call upon the name of the Lord. But then we find in scripture, it says to take off the old man and to put on the new. It's a choice. It's a choice. When you get up in the morning, you can choose to fill your eye gate, your ear gate with the things of the world and the noise of the world. Or you can choose to fill it with the word of God, with the promises of God. You can choose to be negative. You can choose to be full of worry. Or you can choose to proclaim the word of the Lord over your life and simply say, I will live and not die. I will proclaim that this is the year, this is the day, this is the acceptable day of the Lord. This is the day, this is the season where there is more, not less. I'm not talking about naming and claiming. I'm talking about quoting the principles of God because can I tell you, God is bound by his word. You can begin to change your thought process and say, Lord, your word says, your word says, and when you begin to do those things, it begins to change. So tonight, I want you to ask yourself this question as we stand all over this sanctuary tonight. You don't have to answer to me, but I want you to answer to yourself tonight. I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I living a unmoved life? Am I living an unmoved life? 
What do I mean by that question is this. Are you one that simply can stand and say, I know no matter what it is, good, bad, indifferent, whatever's going on, you say, you know what? God's got this. I'm not moved. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be shaken. If that's you, then you're spiritually minded. But if you're here tonight and when things start shifting and shaking and the storms of life is all around you and you begin to say, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. How are we going to do? What if, what if, what if, what if? If that is your vocabulary today, can I tell you, you're, you're someone with some carnal thinking. And I don't say that in a judgmental fashion. But I want to tell you something tonight. God does not want you living that manner. God wants you to have rest. He wants you to have life. And he wants you to have peace. John 10 and 10 tells us that he has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, but I have come that you may have life and life everlasting. It's his desire for you to have life. How many knows that it's not much life if you're bound by fear? Do you realize today there's people that can't function? They can't even walk out of their house because of fear. They don't have any life. They're breathing, but they're filled with all of this stuff. And what it is is they are imprisoned in the midst of a free world because of an enemy. There are those that come to the house of God. They love God. But even in the times of worship, times of adoration to the king, they can't even lift their hands because the enemy says, oh, if you lift your hands, somebody's going to say something about you. And you're struck down by worry and you're struck down by intimidation. You're struck down by all of these things because your mind... But I sense there's a, there's a freedom that God wants to take you to. I, I think this is a defining moment. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I feel him setting upon me in a very powerful manner. And I don't just say that. And I know it's not emotional in this moment, but I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God puts us in a place of stillness because he wants us to hear something. He wants somebody in this room to hear that you don't have to keep living the way you've lived. I'm not saying you're living bad. I'm just saying that you're under the hand of the oppression of the enemy. And God says, I want to free you from that today. If this is resonating in your spirit, I do not want you to sit or stand where you are any longer. But I want you to move right now and come and stand in the front of this building with me right now. Right now. Because God's getting ready to bring freedom to you right now. Those of you that are standing in this house, I want you to begin to pray. Those of you that have the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want you to begin to pray in the Spirit right now. God's getting ready to bring freedom and deliverance. God's about to get you to a place of health and strength, spiritually and physically and emotionally.
Hallelujah. 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 I want you to begin to however how you feel led to begin to pray right now and say, God, I'm trusting you. I may not understand every bit of it, but I'm trusting you right now. Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you again soon. We love you. So does God.